You're listening to Only Here for the Wi-Fi. Another episode of Only Here for the Wi-Fi, episode 15 with Luca Fiore. This week is a very, very special week. I'm very glad to have Luca with us today. Uh, Cannot wait to talk about films and music and most definitely HeroQuest and Dungeons and Dragons. Feel free to send in any question for any guests, future, past, present, whatever you want. All right? We're here to fucking entertain you and inform you of the best, the greatest, top number one for all of Lebanon podcast. Let's see if we can't get Luca. Adding him to the call. Hey, Luca, what's up, my man? I should have known that you would have drops built in for this. <laughs> you know how we do, man. This is uh, as legit as it comes in terms of podcasts on Instagram can be. Alan, are you watching or listening to uh, Tim Heidecker's podcast? I think it's called Office Hours. Oh, wow. Uh, no, I haven't actually been in the Eric Wareheim, Tim Heidecker world in a while, actually. His podcast is really funny. Apparently, how they do it in terms of drops is as the viewer starts talking, that uh, prompts some kind of like algorithmic program on the producer's side. And they're just like, if I say dog, all of a sudden they just have drops for dog. Arf, arf, bow, wow. Uh, just, just, just drops after wow. drops after drops. Yeah. It's yeah. incredible. And it adds to the comedy because it's just an overwhelming amount. Like <laughs> I feel like thousands and thousands of drops just built into that. Is that I could show you. I've got all kinds of drops. I'll abuse them throughout the show because it doesn't really make much sense. Okay. We got, of course, <laughs> we got the, the, the quintessential Lebanese pack. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Rough Chop Ottawa, Sarp, what's good, my man? Thanks for tuning in. He's going to be uh, coming on uh, later on this week on Saturday. Um, Sweet. Yeah, man. Uh, all kinds of great things. Dude, it has been so long since we've spoken, and uh, it's interesting that we, we've chosen to, uh, you know, to do this first, really. <laughs> to do know? this first instead of actually having a regular conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so let's just broadcast what we would normally talk about right. to four or five people. But hey, you know, I mean, hey, listen, don't see the thing is though, is that it's like a later it's a later gram thing, right? People come in, you know, they That's just a very browse, good point. you know, they come in, I highlight things, it lives forever on IGTV, you know. We got Ming, Ming Wu, the Ming one and Wu. only. Ming Wu. Yeah. Live with Ming Wu. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I, w- there you I, go. Just, I wish I programmed my own drops just for myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah, dude. So here it is. What are we? The f- fucking. Oh, by the way, it's my sister's birthday. Shout out to Happy uh, birthday. Shout out to Aaliyah out in uh, in California. Just had to get that out there so I could win some brownie points with the family. What's yep, good? Family first. <laughs> family first on the podcast. Fast and the Furious. Family first. <laughs> Drinking oh Coronas, God, yeah. but avoiding Can corona. you believe that there's yet another Fast and the Furious movie coming out? Alan, no. I, I should say, yes. Of course I can believe that. <laughs> 
Of course uh, I can believe that. But yeah. I, 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 yeah. They're, uh, they're incredible. They're incredible films. It's amazing that like you could program drops with your mouth and vocal cords, Luca. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Sorry. Yeah, dude. Don't give me your organic, organic drop talk. <laughs> Fair trade. Fair trade drop. Um, all right, dude. So yeah, today's the 15th and on the 11th, you just took a hot digital dump on people with your, with your, your, your latest shortest film. Beholder. Beholder, believe it. How did how did that uh, yeah. feel to unleash the the Kraken uh, onto onto society? It felt good to put it out. It felt truly terrifying to make it. Um, to put it out was like, yeah, you know, it just seems like the most likely um, logical time to to put something out right now, just because well, people are watching things on mass right now. But to make it was like petrifying truly i am um, i don't know why i don't know though. why i don't know why either I, I i think about it after the fact and i think no 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 you were silly to think that this was going to be such a scary experience but to be honest with you i hadn't made a short film or something creative just for myself in many many years and the last thing i made frankly i i thought it sucked wait so wait a minute I, what are you talking about polar bear love no, no. Because you got awards you for could, that. No, I got I, I'm very proud of Polar Bear Love. But like before that, I put something out. It was part of like a series of other filmmakers also making this feature length movie. And frankly, for my part specifically, I'm very disappointed with myself. So I was going through so many like negative emotions the day before we were filming Beholder, thinking like, oh my God. You're a piece of shit, Luca. I'm you a can't piece of cut shit. It. You don't have what I, it takes. All, all of these things. I called like best friends of mine uh, the day before because like I'm having small panic attacks on my couch, like looking at like my shot list and like, I'm like, oh God, what am I going to do? What is this? And um, honestly, I got on set and I feel like my my nerves curve was like at its peak the first 45 minutes and then just dropped completely. I knew that would happen as well. It's just I needed to be on set again. Yeah, I well I mean it, it's I tough. It's tough to act and direct, by the way. You know, that that is a thing. Uh yes. Uh <laughs> I, uh, it, it could be tough to act and direct. I, uh, don't know why I do it, but, uh, <laughs> I should, I should just rely on other people to act. I should just do that. No, more, but. not at all. Dude. The one thing that I got to tell you and real quick though, shout outs to, I am shell shot. Oh, that's Donatello, AKA Thagel, AKA one of the stars of Beholder. Oh, right on. Yeah. Loved your performance and loved your performance. Luca, you are a pretty good fucking actor, dude. I don't know what it is with, maybe it's a director thing because like even Pedro's here, like he's an amazing actor and he's normally directing, you know? I think it's, I think it has everything to do with the fact that we know exactly what we want. So all we have to do is just do that. There's no like guesswork. It's not like I'm, a, I, I'm an actor and I'm communicating with you, the director. And mm. you tell me, well, I, I want you to do, uh, I want you to play it as if, uh, you know, you're, um, you're going to, uh, to the grocery store, but you're also thinking about going back to medical school. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> Unnecessary. Right. Okay. And it was like, all right. I, so like, okay, I'll just, I'll just do, you just tell me what you want. Okay, cool. Right, <laughs> right, right. 
there's no guesswork. There's just, I know exactly what I want. Well, and, also, I think. Unfortunately, for the other people uh, that were on camera as well, the other stars of this movie, they were totally gun ho for whatever I had in mind for them. They just, I just uh, asked them to act natural, but keep in mind the goals, almost like, um, keep in mind what's, what's your action. Like, yeah. you know, le less so, um, um, what's the subtext of the, of the scene, but what is the thing that you need to do right now? And just keep that in mind first and foremost, well, and the rest will just come out. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, 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 the film is somewhat true to you guys as a, as in your core anyway, if for the most mm -hmm. part, I mean, whether it's playing hero quest with like Eva and, and Mihailo, I mean, I don't know if Mihailo really plays all that he much. Does. Okay. Uh, we've been playing uh, now for a little while together, all of us. Okay. So for people who don't know who are like going to be tuning in later on and whatnot, like what, like, cause you surprised the shit out of me when I found out like how sought after and how special Hero Quest really is. Uh, so Hero Quest is a board game. Uh, from like the late eighties, early nineties. And, uh, Eva, my wife, uh, she happens to own a copy of it and we started playing and it. it's a lot of fun. It's just a very, it's like a, a very basic version of Dungeons and Dragons. And I would later find out that hero quest is worth like hundreds of dollars. Billions, online. billions our, of dollars. Our, <laughs> our, our, our version of hero quest is worth 13 cents, however, because that's a very old copy and like what Eva did was Aww. like there's this little screen on it that like the the game master has and in like big sharpie ink she would write <laughs> the great sluzzo all over because what that's what you do when you're a kid you just right, right. you just customize everything right, right. with sharpie or stickers it's not immaculate it's not in pristine condition that i mean i can see there are blemishes and uh yeah there are so many blemishes there's so many like like uh the the fighter's sword is like bent like this over <laughs> and it's like, it's like uh wow um yeah dude that's a, a great game all of these games all these board games all of this like time around a board game table it, it influences so much of um kind of the storytelling aspect that i've been getting so growing so fond of Oh, apparently Mihailo drew all of that shit. Uh, Eva has tuned in, and Mihailo drew all of that shit on their uh, on their Hero <laughs> Quest board. I don't right. know. I just assume Eva's the younger one, so I just assume. Right, right. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, maybe in the future, I guess uh, when if you guys ever have an, end up having kids, then maybe like tell them, hey, don't customize your shit because you never know it'll be. <laughs> No, no. Okay. Do, do, do what you gotta do. Honestly, <laughs> it's like you want it to be the great Slezo, sure. Yeah, maybe right. you missed out on you know a couple of a couple of bucks on eBay, but uh, a little bit more than a couple <laughs> bucks. But I mean, hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but nonetheless, um, so yeah. But I mean, like these the topics that you guys are talking about are somewhat like kind of flirting with reality in a way, right? Like, I mean, with Eva. Yes and no. I feel okay. like it's like it's like. A little bit of it is just enhancing the the truth. Uh, for example, um, um, 
Eva's desire uh, to like travel in the movie or Mihailo's like apprehensions about having a child. It was like, yeah, Mihailo was apprehensive about so somewhat in, in his personal life, but not nearly as much as his character was. Right. His character was like way more <laughs> yeah. visibly stressed about it. I don't in know, her child. No, it wasn't that much, uh, but yeah, I mean, true. I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that child is born and is uh, was born on January 1st is over one year old now. Uh, how old is that now? One and one and a quarter, one and a third. Anyway, she's, her name's Mina. She's the best. She's Mina? the best baby. Mina. Yeah. Oh, shout out to Mina. Shout out. Shout out Being to Mina. One and truly. a quarter years old. Um, that's crazy, dude. It. I can't believe it's, it's been, it's been like, Straight up a whole decade, a whole decade since, well, you know, me leaving Ottawa and, yep. you know, more than that. But yeah, uh, dude. the last time I saw you, I think the last time I saw you in person was you came by my family's place to give me a wedding gift. Yeah. And that was like so awesome. That was so great. <laughs> yeah. And then you guys went on, on, on to so many more great uh, great thing, adventures and stories. And you've been traveling at one point. It seemed like you were going all across Canada. Like you had a mission to be like, Uh, I'm going to visit every, everywhere in Canada. I visited personally. I visited every single province except for Prince Edward Island. And I'm missing two territories. So what's the deal with the hate of Prince Edward Island and just didn't work out, but uh, I got to go there because I love potatoes so, so much. (laughs) Yeah. Tell me about it. I remember Uh, back in the day when I used to work in a chip truck and like, I couldn't stand the smell of, of potatoes for an entire summer. Essentially. I was just like, I feel the opposite. I feel like, I feel like, yeah, truly my, I feel like that's something I could eat every day and because I love, I love every style of potato. It's my favorite single food. I would say. Are you like the Bubba Gump of potato? You can just like list out all the fucking types of, do you want me to do that? Do you want me to take the rest of this podcast? Potato bun, potato salad, (laughs) boiled potato, fried potato, chips, chips, (laughs) chips with dips. Ah, oh, shout out to fucking uh, Drake and the the fucking Toronto Raptors. Chips Yo. with the dip. Try, shout out Drake. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I got this in Halifax and a discount bin. <laughs> it cost me twelve dollars. I'm sure it's worth over a hundred dollars. Yeah, yo, that's what's up. Representing the six, and 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 all kind of numbers. <laughs> uh, so yeah, man. So okay. And, um, well, I'm glad that you, you, you got over whatever like demons that were fucking in your, in your way, you know? Yeah. Cause like it, it's, it's inspired me cause Alan, uh, new, this is hot, hot news, hot news. Just dropping this now. This is an exclusive. No, this just, you in. need that as a, that's re- a good, that's yeah. a good drop actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, just two hours ago. I submitted, along with my brother, a grant proposal to the Ontario Arts Council in Ontario, being the provincial arts council for the viewers not in Big Daddy Canada. Canada was good. Um, to make a animated 
uh, feature length film. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. It's, the script of it is going to be entirely improvised using the mechanics of D&D, which, by the way, after I tell you, I'm hoping we could play a little round of D&D. I want to show the people what it's like. Okay. Um, so uh, we're going to improvise the script entirely. Like, we'll sit down, we'll play, like, games, we'll put people into this, this world that Raph and I, my brother Raph and I, have created. And then uh, through these sessions, we write out a script, and then we're going to do uh, what's called a motion comic, which is uh, a good friend of mine, Steve Donaghani. Mm. And, um, Illustrator, uh, cartoonist guy? Yes, extraordinaire. And uh, another friend of mine, Megan... Oh, her last name escapes me right now. But uh, they're going to be illustrating uh, some of the scenes, and then we're going to do some light animation on top of it. And we just p- put in a, uh, a grant proposal Dude. for it today. So this is... Uh, it's Hot uh, news! Hot news! It, you heard it first on Only Here for the Wi-Fi! All the sounds, all at once. Yeah! <laughs> just, like, take your hand exclusive, and just mash it on there. Exclusive! Exclusive! <laughs> Boom! High five! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, dude, well, man, that is so that's so exciting. I, I, have you? Are you a fan of uh, Duncan Trussell, this comedian? Uh, you know, I might have seen him on Joe Rogan's podcast. Right. Actually, yeah. Well, yeah. he's just just food for thought. I'm very very excited. It's the the animators of Adventure Time yes, and whatnot. I, the, that's going to be out like next week or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the Midnight or Gospel. Really the Midnight Gospel. Yeah. It looks I'll be watching phenomenal. That for sure. For sure. I'll and be I, watching hope, that. I hope that whatever you guys do, I can take lots of mushrooms. Lots of mushrooms and watch the, car, the, the, the Dungeons and Dragons improvised script thing. It's called. It's called Risky Prospects. Follow me on Instagram or follow Ooh, you've already the got a handle. on Instagram. Yeah. Well, the, not yet. We just named the show, but we'll. But the show is called Risky Prospects, and we'll be we'll be putting out more as more comes out. But right now, mm. there's right now we just uh, we just submitted the grant, so All it's right. in the gods' hands right now. Well, I think that the Canadian government will look at your portfolio and be like, "This give them, as Nirvana the band would say, give this man the keys of the city," you know. <laughs> It opens my daughter's chest and he belts. Oh my god. Um, She's 18. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. What oh, a great I love, show. Yeah, I love that. I love their new uh, the like the revamp, so to speak. But back to back to fun, back to Luca Fiore. Um that's it, right? Like you've basically this is your go-to, your screen, your alias. You're gonna go with yes, that. Yes, yes. Yes. Uh that's what uh the, it came from my, my my real name right luca Fergiwelli. my uh handle my pen name if you will luca fiore came from uh my grandfather his middle name is fiore and when i visited italy um uh i visited with my mom and uh a lot of family would ask how's fiore how's fiore how's fiore and she would always answer oh he's doing good he's doing good and Per, uh, when I was with alone with my mom, I would later ask, "Who's Fiore?" It's <laughs> right. like, "It's your grandfather." It's like, "No, his his name is Raffaele." Oh, hold on! My now. grandfather is known as someone completely different in another country, and I thought that that was so neat. So, 
I decided to use it as a handle. Well, Notice something a, completely different on another a, thing. It's a lovely, lovely name, and it, and it just it uh, probably reads a lot easier for people as well. You know, because you're I yeah. I there's that even, portion as well. Yeah, can't fucking I, uh, uh, Lucifer for uh, for Fiore. That's it. Yeah, you got it. You got there. There it is. Um, all right, so let's rewind a little bit for some of the uneducated non-family and friends uh, viewers that we have in the future and in the present. Um, how did this all come to be? Like, I mean, I, you know, you have always been very uh, artistic. You know, you were making uh, music videos. You were in a band. Uh, you know, like, like wh- how did this all come to be, my man? Uh, so I started making film video stuff in high school. Like I feel like a lot of other people did it, um, around the same time. But, uh, yeah, I was making like news broadcasts at school and I just thought it was, this was a lot of fun. And I wonder if I could make a career of this. And then I just kind of kept on doing it. Maybe other friends of mine were getting out of it and I just kept on doing it and kept on doing it, kept on doing it. And then one day I, um, decided to just uh, only do that creatively. Um, I, uh, although I was in uh, uh, bands before, I had left bands just to pursue making movies. And then I got on sets, and then these producers and directors gave me shots at producing and directing. And then uh, that's a huge shout-out to Richard Towns. I don't know if he's out there. but uh, And then I uh, started putting myself out there to bands because obviously I was in bands say, hey, maybe I should make a music video for you. And then that spiraled into more music videos and that spiraled into short films and that spiraled into commercial directing and that spiraled um, into a full career. It's, yeah. um, I, that's the uh, Coles Notes super fast version of it, obviously. <laughs> but uh, it's, um, it, was, it, was, it didn't happen overnight. It, it's been sure. 10 years of making movies. Of course. There's I mean, Richard. And, and, I, yeah. just sh- I just shouted you out, Richard. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. Perfect. Impeccable timing, Richard. Is that is that the same uh, production house where you were getting slapped in slow motion? That is the same production house that I was getting slapped in slow motion by not my then wife, Eva, but... <laughs> That was I like a thousand the greatest frames a second. The greatest Great moment. Shot. Great shot. <laughs> that should be like, you know, your, your business, just like if you had a digital business card, like, or like at the end of an email, you know, like you just like, and best regards. And it's just like constantly a GIF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Wonderful. She hit me on the ear, by the way. Ooh, not, not the best. Hi, Eva. <laughs> that's a good that's a yeah hi <laughs> or is that a slap i don't know <laughs> could be yes <laughs> but yeah man in, in a way i guess you have been somewhat of a crucial element for the ottawa indie music scene and music video like just you know i've you've had a great relationship with your friends uh the love machine band i have to say yep. band otherwise people will be like what um and some really, really beautiful work that you've done with them and uh, My Dad Versus Your Dad. Uh, yes, uh, My Dad Versus Yours, The Love Machine. I did stuff with uh, a jazz saxophone, excuse me, jazz saxophone player, uh, Dave Halibisky, along with uh, 
a pretty prolific hip hop artist in Canada named Mocha Only. <laughs> what was it? Uh, swollen Members. That swollen, formerly of Swollen Members fame, Mocha Only. Uh, yeah, great guy. Actually, messaged me again recently after I reposted that stuff. A uh, uh, really good guy. Anyway, yeah, I, I feel really blessed because, like, frankly, um, I mean. I don't know many musicians or bands that uh, uh, would outright say, no, I don't want you to direct my music video. But the fact is, is uh, would allow me to direct a music video and want me to put so much production into what I wanted to do for them. I, I always had this thing of like, well, you know, I could make it very simplistically, but maybe we should just take this up a little bit and like make this like, you know, really, really good. And yeah. How would, um, how would you I, tackle that in terms of, in terms of budget? Was it just like purely uh volunteer? Like everyone's like helping out. We're all in this for the love. That is, that is correct. Hard costs. Like <clears throat> there's a music video I did for uh, um, a solo artist that goes by Theaternia <clears throat> and in it's, I light uh, like thousands of dollars in fireworks and I light right. my friend Ben on fire with it. The uh, fucking Mohawk video. flame, the Mohawk flame robo, like Johnny five yeah, is correct. alive. That, that music video should have cost a lot of money. Uh, however, because of people like Richard who lent us so much gear and production experience and because of the special effects dude named Ben Belanger and his partner, Mathieu, who lent their experience to it, we just paid, well, sorry, we, the artist just paid for hard costs. I worked for free. I edited for free. We just did it because, because, hey, man, we're going to light you on fire. You want to do it? Yeah. <laughs> $2,000 budget. All of it went into permits and propane. That's right. The permits were so, so expensive. Because you were on like the fucking, you were in downtown. Spark Street. We're at, yeah, we were in downtown Ottawa lighting a friend of mine on fire. And we were like, hey, you can't just do that. You, you See, can't. that's why you need to come to Lebanon. You're, and 30 you're, bucks in the sandwiches. Shout out to Eva B. Eva Yummer is uh, for uh, catering. Uh, for, for craft services. Craft services. That's the, the better that's the more pro term for sure. I mean, dude, see the thing, <laughs> the thing is, yeah, is that it takes honestly. And I, I mean, you know, this, this, it's pretty much the only way that music videos can be made for like up and coming acts. Okay. If you're fucking like, you know, a superstar yeah, band that, you know, you, and, and mean, with grants and stuff, you maybe get like something on the off chance, but that, that whole chicken and the egg situation. It's like, we, we want to take our band to the next level, but we need like a really great smoking music video or some strong thing that was going to help us break out. And so seriously, dude, hats off uh, to you, your crew, the creatives, everybody who put their sweat, blood and tears into, into the music scene really of Ottawa. Like you are a crucial component to these people's lives, man. I, uh, I think you're over overstating no. my No, my god damn it. <laughs> no. I pre I appreciate your your uh, your words uh Alan it's very kind of you to say um uh I uh I understand that I understand what the struggle that most people are going through in terms of budgets for like making something 
just for them. Um, yeah. Well, the thing is, is that, I mean, you'll just have to, yeah. With your shoestring budgets, uh, or like doing things still like in terms of a quality of content, the shooting, the, the, the emote, like, dude, I'm telling you the, the video that you did, uh, for, uh, my dad versus yours, Oh yeah, mine does versus yours. Yeah, dude, what a choker of a of a of a music video. I, it like got me here like the whole time, a one sauce style. The whole time great, I'm just like, oh, my. great performances, <laughs> great people, uh, so much fun on set. Yeah, dude. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. I uh, 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 that was a. a an incredibly long day of film because we filmed all of our um, beautiful cinematography, beautiful cinematography that Pat Kaplan did. We filmed all that adult office stuff uh, in the the morning of the the first half of the sets and then um, took a solid hour or two and then completely trash that office with a bunch of kids. <laughs> That's right. Oh, peanut butter sandwiches everywhere. Paper like that. Banned that must've been forever. Like, yeah. Banned forever. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah. I mean, we kind of let them know what was going down. You don't always fully let them know though. Yeah. You, you can't, you kind of let them know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, else, how are we going to make anything? Yeah. And how are you going to make anything, especially with the challenges that you faced after being fucking robbed? Ah, yes. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, probably one of the more traumatic. I wonder if that was actually maybe a big reason why I was so like scared to like doing something new on, on set. Cause they'd know you're back. uh, It's like, he's equipped again. Maybe strike him. That's it. Twice. Um, so yeah, what's it? Uh, yes. And, uh, geez, it's been maybe seven years, something like that. Maybe, maybe longer. Uh, some folks broke into my place, took every piece of film gear I owned and my wife, along with another, uh, some other close friends of mine got together and put on a little Kickstarter thing and they raised me some money and and like I was able to get a bunch of stuff back. It was very, very kind. It was like a, 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 a an accumulation of a whole city's worth of people kind of coming together, telling me just you know just keep on keep on doing your thing there. Yeah. And uh, here here's here's ten dollars. One of the music videos that came out of uh, uh, that I produced actually came out of that Kickstarter as well that I produced for Amanda Coutreau, and she saw my plate and she said, here, let's do a music video. She gave me some money for it, like in advance. It was wow. very, 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 very kind. Yeah. Incredibly dude. kind. Well, shout out to Amanda. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I can relate entirely because Lazy Lung, uh, during the recording of our second album, uh, our car was broken into and like amps to great, great guitars and the hard drive that had the data of the recordings was like gone. And, uh, you know, you, how discouraged exactly immediately. How discouraged did you feel? Well, you just don't know. You, you can't process it. You're like, I mean, no, (laughs) this is not, you know? And then of course, 
See, the thing is, is that I, I don't know, were the police any help? Or were they just like, yeah, seems like you got robbed. Yeah, um, I was thinking about that recently because I, I was thinking like there was a window broken and a very distinct footprint on my computer desk where like they came in from the window. Mm. And years later, um, somebody would email me saying that they found my camera at one of my cameras at like a pawn shop. So, you know, the police had the information on who the person was that like gave that camera to the pawn shop. And then they said, but, and you also have a footprint. So detective Fiore. And uh, let me tell you, nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> let me uh, tell you. <laughs> yeah. Nothing happened. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. If, Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really unfortunate. And I, you know, I would think that, you know, the Ottawa police or, or whatever, you know, that this is like the hot tick ticket for them right they're like we got one you know what i, you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah. exactly you know but high-fiving uh, each other exactly just doing our job just doing our civil duties um the funny thing is is that here in lebanon it is like completely you know like oh hello you have guitar <laughs> why you have guitar you are making musics Okay, you make hashish, you smoke, you know? Uh, and, uh, of course, the cops were completely, utterly, totally useless. And uh, we ended up finding the people online. They're okay. on Facebook. Like, yeah! Like, holding a new guitar, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just, like just total glory, it's like, right? It's like people that film themselves doing a crime. Yeah, film the whole crime. We're like, we fucking stole this thing! Woo! <laughs> It's ours like now. Live streaming. Right? Live stream the crime while it's happening. <laughs> exactly. So we go, uh, we like, you know, uh, submit this update to the cops and uh, and they're like, okay, uh, we will look into this guy. And they looked at, and so there's a thing, it, the thing is, is that uh, there are parts of Lebanon, like in the south or like in the Bekaa Valley, where the cops and military are just like, Oh, we can't do anything for you now. Like you could have your car stolen outright. And they'd be like, Oh, it's in the Bika Valley in a certain like village. And they'd be like, yeah, uh, there it's like complete outlaws there. We can't, it's gone. Your car's gone. Car's gone. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's like, um, it's like if, um, uh, uh, my stuff was stolen and then just brought over to like, um, to Prince Edward Island. Let's let's bash Prince Edward Island one more time. <laughs> right, fucking PI. Uh, yeah, geez, potatoes. Is there like a Prince is there Edward like Island. a potato mafia there? Like the the McCain's? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like Yeah, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if McCain's owned some farms over there straight up. <laughs> we might actually be like uh we might actually be uh uh exposing something right now. So just just watch your back. What? Sorry. What's that? I got lost in the oh, comments. Yeah. Yo, yo. I, I, we might actually be exposing something. Big Potato might be watching this, so just watch your back. <laughs> Big <Alan>. Potato. <laughs> I mean, listen. Uh, we don't appreciate you uh, knocking down Bud the Spud. You know. Uh, uh sorry, Mr. McCain. Um, 
uh, I got bad news to report to you. Excuse um, me, I'm just going to get one of these uh, uh, deep, delicious, moist cakes at midnight. That fucking uh, commercial. Mr. McCain, Mr. Mc- yeah. Oh, yeah, that was my dad, by the way. Uh, <laughs> moist. <laughs> or it might as well have been my dad. Super moist cake at midnight in your pajamas. Eating cake in your pajamas in Canada. Uh, I encourage everybody to spend two minutes online and look up some of those old McCain's commercials. Specifically, yeah. one of my favorites, that this is the classic, that kid that's just like silently eating french fries by himself. So adorable. Oh, so with, cute. With the like mini, mini droplets of ketchup. Or yeah, yeah, up. and he's got glasses like this big. Yeah. And he's very clearly. It like was four bubbles years from old. Trailer Park Boys as a child, and it, his his little fingers can't reach out around all the little little French fries, and he's just little little. It's so cute, guys. It's so cute. Yeah, it really made you want to fuck some kids. Yeah, so uh, where's that <laughs> drop at? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's no, funny the because connection actually got you said that minute. last line. You said that last line, and I actually got a phone call right in the middle of there. <laughs> so yeah, the connection just, was go- going a little oh, bit geez. weird. It was like the, fl- the fucking FBI. Where, where are you right now? <laughs> stay, stay where you are right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a white van in front of your house. It's the fucking five McCain's. Dollars. It's the McCain's. Get out. Get out. <laughs> They're um, on to you, man. <laughs> oh, my God. So, okay. So, um, you're not only into yeah. fucking uh, making music videos that are awesome and make people cry, bring them to tears. You're not also into making short films, whether it be like a brutal bike accident in under a minute and people are like, what the... But you also now have decided to drive your car and review films at the same time. Yeah, that's called drive home reviews. And it's the it's the concept that everybody thought of, but nobody decided to do is. So I'm with my friend Ben and we're talking about the movie that we just saw after we watched it. I think we watched Pacific Rim. We're talking about the movie right after we watched it. Excellent choice. And and I loved it. And Ben hated it. And we were like, why don't we just film this? And then that's what we did. Yeah. So it was, uh, so it's, it's become more occasional and it's, and it's actually become more difficult because um, of certain things not allowing you to go to movie theaters anymore. But now, but I mean, the, sh- what's the, the show is just about, okay. The show is just about getting together with your butt, excuse me, Thing. getting together with your buds. And going to the theater and just experiencing a movie, it's just like, it's, it's a wonderful experience. Big screen, big sound, just like get immersed in like that thing, take your friends out and then talk about it right after. Right. Weird, right? You know, I would start it as soon as you get out of the fucking, uh, get out of the theater and like, you know, like as soon as you get out, cause that's when you start immediately, you get up out of that chair and then you get into the car and then you really absorb it. You know what I mean? But it's like, we, 
we want the audio to be as good as possible in the car, so we gotta like put a microphone on. I know. A microphone on you, and the then I gotta like, value. set up set up the camera. Let right. It, okay. Got to, yeah. All right. Yeah. Set up that camera right there. Gotta hook it up. I just gotta like do some things. Sure. So, but at one point it, in time, you were worried, or like the the op the opp the fucking shout out to the fucking Ottawa police. Did they give you a hard time for like operating machinery while like? So here's what I found out from other shows that do something similar to what we do, which is like, uh, there's a, there's a show. I don't know if it's on anymore and it's called cash cab and oh, it's, a, right. it's a, it's a game show that takes place inside of a taxi. So the driver is driving around, they're asking trivia questions and there's cameras all over the taxi and big lights and like all sorts of things happening. The taxi driver so like, is the host. It is the host. Exactly. Okay. So, so what exactly did they do? How exactly was this like, and it was and simple. There are no screens that they can visibly see. So it's quite literally, it's like the cameras are there, but there's no screen. So that's what we do is we just right. like block out the screen and we just like, we have a camera going and we block out the screen and that's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I, I've definitely enjoyed a few uh, polarizing reviews, you know. Um, oh, yeah. They're the best. They're the I best. I love it when I feel so passionately about a movie and the person right next to me feels the complete opposite. I'm like, okay, what what's wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I think the, the latest one was uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog, which is perfectly... Okay, <laughs> which is maybe the worst movies to film because you're like you're like, damn! I wish I could have hated this more, or I wish I could have loved this more. I didn't want my reaction to be inauthentically like this movie. Just well, like, I mean, the other no, thing no, is, is like that... it was all right. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. I guess like I I I, I have I those are those like middling sort of reviews that you really dread because you really got to like try to make an entertaining review, but want to be authentic to myself at the same time. I'm like, right. Ah, the connoisseur. I, yeah. Really. Yes. I was like, how, how can I tell you about this movie? <laughs> I love how Eva was like one way or the other. This was a kid's movie. <laughs> oh yeah. That's right. <laughs> like, oh my God. And sometimes I find that too. I'll, I'll be like judging something and be like, what is this? Sorry. Excuse for cinema. And then you're like, oh, right, it's directed to children. Okay, cool. But There's no reason why a, a movie directed towards children can't be excellent. There look are at, some look reasons. At mo look at I, most Pixar movies. Right, right. I mean, you know, they get a little bit of a, they get their jabs in here and there. The little, uh, you know, the little tongue in cheek, the little touch of the nose. Yeah, there's some tongue in cheek <laughs> stuff in there too, yeah. <laughs> But uh, video games are a huge part of like your upbringing and your life, man. Like you, whether it's Zelda, whether it's fucking, I mean, who who wasn't into Sonic the Hedgehog? You know what I mean? And and uh, everyone was at probably the most famous video game character from the nineties. Exactly, probably the most or one of the most, I should say, top five at least for sure. And, uh, I mean, I was excited, except for when I saw the fucking first reveal, and it, he looked all, like, whatever the hell, like, I don't know what that whole shtick was about. Yeah, dude. Uh, unfortunate news, because, like, that production company um, <gasps> no. ended up, uh, yes, uh, they had to close their doors uh, shortly after Sonic was released. Um, so they have multiple 
like VFX houses all over the world. And like, yeah, the, the Vancouver one had to shut their doors shortly after Sonic was released. Was it because of Sonic? It might have been compounded right. from a few different things. But like, yeah. Damn. So like, you know, if a director says, I want it to look like this, and then they say, nah, that was a mistake. It should look like this. And who has to put the brunt of that on their shoulders? Right. So they scapegoated so the, v- VFX the, the VFX house, even though they were it like, was- it was in the brief. You said not to. Oh, my God. It's, it's rough. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not... You have that, uh, a, a common friend, uh, Kevin. Kevin, is he still out in, uh, in BC? Yeah, he's working for another company now, and I think they're uh, doing some incredible some big movies uh actually i don't know what i can or can't mention sure sure no worries uh, no worries but, about that uh, but i mean yeah. that's a relationship for sure like i mean that you um this may help in your um your upcoming um full length your feature length uh yeah what's it the um <clears throat> that's uh i think that from a animation side of things it's steve is just so good yeah, I, 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 I actually, I think anybody should follow Steve Donaghani. I don't know what his handle is on Instagram, but like, make art, a make a post, tag me in it, and I'll share it for sure. Let's see if I can just maybe comment that. I don't know if I can. That's Steve. Nah, I can't. I'll just do yeah. it later. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, I mean, I Kevin's got talents for sure. It's just when it comes to illustration, two D animation, Steve is sick and so is megan some of her backgrounds that she's produced are yeah they're awesome i'm 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 really stoked on how this is looking so far we've just done some concept art but uh do you have any can you give us any kind of like hints and references perhaps visually what what you would like it to look like so where's your mind it takes place in if it were the real world it would take place in 1890 it takes place in a city, a fictional city called Grima, and picture Grima like, like um, uh, London and uh, Venice. So it's got like canals mm. and uh, big smokestacks in the background. Um, and <clears throat> Grima is a city of high corruption and intrigue and mystery. And uh, our two lead characters, Regina and Lars are uncovering the mysteries of Grima. And that's uh, what the show is called Risky Prospects. And uh, yeah, we're uh, hopefully going to, you'll hopefully see it next year. Next year. Yeah. It'll take a while, dude. Yeah, I know. But I mean, like, that's why I'm surprised. I'm saying that's soon. Yeah. I, uh, what's it? We had uh, budgeted time wise for about a year and, um, if these things get pushed back, I'm not that mad about it. But frankly, right. as I as I sit here before you, I think next year. Okay. <clears throat> well, damn, Luca, that's that's amazing, man. I'm very very yeah, excited yeah. for you, dude. I'm, and um, I'm super excited for that. That's the the kind of the biggest thing on my mind uh, at the moment. Because like again, like we just put the grant in a few hours ago. Yeah. Well, I'm. You got my vote, and uh, I'm pretty sure everyone here on the show agrees that uh, the Canadian government should give you all the money, all the money in the world, and uh, Sick. yeah. So, okay. Uh, thing is, with Instagram Live, man, they they cut you out randomly, um, you know, or or 
they don't give you a like a they don't prompt you that the uh, episode is going to get cut or whatever. So I just want to take this um, moment to thank you uh, for your time for agreeing to do this. And um, if you were to uh, on a parting note share some advice for any young filmmakers, any content creators, like what kind of what kind of uh, takeaway words can you share? Um, first bit of advice I'll give to somebody who has um, never gone on, gotten on a film set before and has always wanted to get into this industry um, is to, it's very practical advice, is to get a driver's license. Um, and the reason why is you get a driver's license. Great, you can drive. Um, can you uh, drive people on set? Oh, yeah, sure. Can you drive the camera assistants and some of the crew on set? Yeah, sure. Okay, now I'm in the car with the camera assistants. Now I'll have a conversation with them. Oh, what is it that you do? Oh, maybe the next set I could do something that you did, camera assist or grip or electric. Oh, great. Next set, you're a camera assist. Next set after that, or maybe a few more sets after that, you've upgraded. You've done something else. You've done something else. You've done something else. You're on set. And it all started with just you getting a driver's license and being able to work as a driver. And from a driver, you can go wherever you want to go. It's it's simple. That's it's simple. Eh? Practical advice, and it's very, very, very that's, useful. It yeah, can get you on true. set. All you need, driver's license. Easy. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're essentially you're cultivating relationships with with key people that are within the industry. And you you're in the I mean? car with them already. Yeah. What are you gonna do? You know. Go to Tim Hortons, maybe. Truly. You know? Uh, for, um, I don't know how else to describe this. This, I, I, this is perhaps polarizing in terms of device. I, I feel like truly I was able to get to where I am because I was a nice guy. I, I know that's like, I don't know how else to like describe or like, say that to like people, but to just be open and kind and like just nice check to your ego. Uh, truly it's a check your ego sort of thing. Uh, I, 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 the things I'm confident in, I'm confident in and the things I'm not confident in. Um, it's just, I'm open about that. And I want right. my crew and cast to know that it's like, listen, I've never done this before. I've never done an animated feature before. And I explained that in the grant, but with the help of Steve and Megan and the rest of these people, it's like, we're going to get this done and it's going to be awesome. But like, I like, this is like, I'm willing to know where my faults lie and where I need help. And like, I'm just honest and I transparent. It's, it's, yeah. I know it's weird That's great. to like say it, and like, and anyway, I don't know if it feels like, well, obviously, but like, <laughs> just, no, it's not just like, it's, it, it's so, it's been so helpful for me. Yeah. You hear a lot of stories about like, oh man, that director is a real asshole. You know, he really yells and screams his head off at the, at the, the crew and, and, you know, it's just so miserable, but his work is so great. You know what I mean? But like, <clears throat> I mean, Hey, look, I don't know how, I don't know how they got there to begin with, because it, there's no way they could have really gotten there. 
I mean, I don't know. I never, I guess that's not true, but like, I, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand how these people got to where they were just being a complete, complete and utter asshole to like yeah. everyone on set when, like when they're just starting out. Right. Right. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's weird, especially in like, I can tell you that in this part of the world, it's like almost respected, you know, it's a weird thing, right? In Canada, people are like, Oh, he's so, so kind and everything. Whereas in like this part of the world, they're like, what are you kind? What are you weak? What is this? The, uh, you know, maybe it's cocaine, Richard. <laughs> maybe it's cocaine. Maybe that's it. That's yeah. the secret. You know, that's, that's, that's the, that's the advice I want to give you. <laughs> oh man, Luca, you're amazing. Thank you so fucking much for doing this, dude. Much love to you, your family, Eva. I hope to have her, uh, on the show as well at some point. And, uh, honestly, I hope, um, everybody who watched enjoyed themselves. And if they have any questions, uh, please follow Luca on the, uh, plethora of channels, whether it's Valkaline, whether it's the drive home reviews, uh, or his personal page, uh, Luca Faluca, by the way, Faluca, you know what that is, right? That's an, I don't, what's that? A Faluca is an Egyptian boat. It's like a, and that's a, that's what I am. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure your family were like Luca Faluca, but Faluca is a real thing. It's not just no. Like, I am a boat. Like that's what I am. And a babana, banana. You know, it's not it's not just like that. But dude, you're awesome. Thank you so very much. Have Alan, a thank lovely, you so 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 much. Lovely day, my friend, and I hope to see you soon. Of course, yeah. Yellow guys, take care. So. There you have it, everybody. Um, again, we got really, really cool guests coming up uh, the rest of this week, up until Saturday. Uh, we have an amazing journalist and um, activist extraordinaire, Yumna Nelfel, coming up uh, tomorrow, actually. We're going to be talking about all kind of political things. Bye, guys. If you want to hear about who we have coming up, Stick around on Friday, uh, a silver screen star, Cynthia Khalife, and ending the week with Rough Chop Ottawa. We're going to be talking about food. We're going to be talking about activism. We're going to be talking about all kind of things. Thank you so very much, guys, and have a great night. <laughs>